I guess it's time to wrap up the week here. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this Friday morning, August 25th. I always have to laugh, by the way, when I'm looking at the computer first thing in the morning before we go on the show here to see what's going out. The uh, the little bar at the bottom of my screen is saying, very humid. And I'm like, thank you. I did not realize that when I stepped outside and everything fogged up. But it's saying temperatures are going to drop. So we might have something to look forward to on this Friday. I know we have a lot to look forward to here on Roadmap to Heaven together. Let's get started with prayer, and then I'll tell you more about that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, we celebrate our patronal feast here in the city of St. Louis, the Archdiocese of St. Louis. So we're going to invite everyone to uh, celebrate our patron with us. You know, it's a, it's a great day. We are going to hear about the importance of a patron saint for Father Mark Gorian. We're going to hear a little bit about St. Louis, King of France, uh, who he was, and what he has contributed to the world. There's a lot that we should be very grateful to St. Louis for having contributed to the world. We've got a, another homily to help us reflect on the gifts God has given us, and we will wrap up our questions with Father Michael Rainier, questions that have been asked of him by children. That said... Let's, uh, you know, my computer's being a little snarky with me and telling me it's humid, but that the temperatures are going to drop. Let's find out what is in store today. We go to none other than Mike Roberts for our weather and saint of the day. Today is the feast day of St. Louis, King of France. Born in the early 13th century, Louis was just 12 years old when he received the crown. Already a young man of deep faith, he let that faith guide him as king, living out the promises of his coronation, which included the constant pursuit of justice and peace. The two previous reigns had been marked by violence. Louis was determined to change that. However, there were many who opposed him, both inside and outside the country. But he was able to make peace inside his own borders and distinguished himself in attacks that came from the outside, especially in the Battle of Tailburg, which led to the defeat of England's troops and King Henry III. He reformed and updated the French judicial system, requiring for the first time written records and examination of witnesses. He founded hospitals and visited the sick and dying. And each day, Lewis would invite 13 guests from among the poor to dine with him, while many more ate as his castle. In 1267, he and his brother led a crusade which would consume most of the rest of his life. He died in North Africa on this day in 1270 at the age of 56. St. Louis, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. A prayer for priests. Oh my God, help those priests who are faithful to remain faithful. To those who are falling, Stretch forth your divine hand, that they may grasp it as their support. In the great ocean of your mercy, lift those poor unfortunate ones who have fallen, that being engulfed therein, they may receive the grace to return to your great loving heart. Amen. 
Precious blood of Jesus, protect them. We are wrapping up a week of five questions that children have asked Father Michael Rainier. And Father, it's been a joy to be with you this week asking these questions. And as we've been alternating liturgical, philosophical, liturgical, philosophical, this is kind of a practical one. You're a priest who wears a cassock pretty much everywhere I've ever seen you. You're in the cassock, whether it's the office, in the church, or out and about. And one of the kids asked you, Father, do you wear your cassock to bed? That's right. So I wear my cassock as much as possible uh, out of uh, sheer laziness because I don't have to decide what I'm what I'm wearing in the morning. I put on my cassock and I go. I'm like George Jetson, right? He's he's got the closet and it's all the same outfit. That's that's essentially my closet. And the kids are fascinated by this and they want to know well, how often is he wearing this thing? Is he is he doing chores in it? Does he does he do his uh, his afternoon jog wearing the cassock? Is, is the cassock something he wears overnight? And so I straight up lied to the kids. I'm going to admit this. I, I, I had them because I just thought I'm just going to tell them, you know, yeah, of course I wear it to bed. Of course I do, kids. Yeah. I have a, I told him I have a, a set of uh, pajama uh, cassock. It's made out of pajama material and I wear it to bed. And I'm always, always wearing the cassock kids, always praying, always thinking about you, always making sacrifices. And I did eventually tell him I was, I was kidding. Uh, but it, it, I think that question gets to an important uh, truth, which is that it's important that the kids and people in general recognize a Catholic priest, not only at morning mass, but throughout the day in the office or even out grocery shopping, having dinner at a restaurant, taking his afternoon walk. And when people see a Catholic priest, particularly wearing a cassock, that sticks in their mind. Because these kids are fascinated by this idea, this priest is, is wearing a cassock, he's different. So for me, that's become something of a personal challenge because I'm not great at being a great witness all the time. And I do get, I do get tired of, of, of trying to live up to the vocation because I'm so imperfect. But when I put that cassock on, it, it makes me live up to it if that makes sense. So I have this personal challenge. Okay, I'm going to meet a friend at a coffee shop. I'm wearing a cassock, even if it's not a business meeting, not church-related at all. And what has happened throughout my, my life as a, as a priest is that people will find me in the coffee shop, wherever I happen to be, and they will stop me, and they will, complete strangers, and they'll ask me, can you pray for my grandma? This father, this is going on in my life. Will you give me a blessing? Will you remember me at Mass? And I say, absolutely, I will. So what I find is that by wearing the cassock as much as possible, I have more opportunities uh, to, to be a public witness for Christ and to minister to the world. Now, you joked around, and this is part of why I love this question. You joked around that it's out of laziness, and, and I get that. I wear slacks and Roadmap to Heaven polos almost every day of the week when I'm at the office because it's easy. It's like, that's... The radio guy, he's wearing his radio shirt, and he's wearing a pair of khaki slacks. The end. Easy to identify him. But as easy as that is to say, I, I don't have to decide what I'm going to wear today. I'm going to wear this uniform that I have. What you're saying is there's actually a great uh, burden that comes with it. Because I remember you saying it at our talk that we had you for the Sarah Club lunch, where this whole segment came out of, that there are days that as easy as it is to throw on the cassock, you don't necessarily want to, but you make that choice to live your vocation as a priest 
by putting on that cassock, knowing it's going to open you up to all of these random people coming up to you, whether it's at the coffee shop, the grocery store, on the sidewalk, in the church, wherever it may be. Yeah, that's my personal challenge to myself. It's interesting how these external disciplines, something that doesn't seem important, like how you dress, right? In our culture, that doesn't seem to be very important, or people denigrate it. I don't happen to agree with that, because my experience of how I dress becomes very related to my interior actions and, and, and how I have to live my life. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's classic 24-7, even, even when I'm asleep. Not, but not really. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Father, it's been great to have you with us this week answering these questions. Uh, could I ask you to close out our week with a prayer for our listeners? Absolutely. Dominus vobiscum. Et cum spiritu tuo. Mediticat vos omnipotens Deus, Pater et Filios et Spiritus Sanctus. Amen. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. We'll be back after this. Daily Offering God the Father, I thank Thee for creating me. God the Son, I thank Thee for redeeming me. God the Holy Spirit, I thank Thee for sanctifying me. Infuse into my thoughts, words, and actions Thy grace, so that they may be supernaturally pleasing to Thee and supernaturally rewarding to me forever. O blessed Trinity, abundantly assist me in becoming that which Thou intended me to become when Thou created me. For in Thy perfection I will give Thee the glory Thou desirest of me. And in that perfection, I will find my greatest joy in heaven. Amen. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Visit us today. And now back to this podcast. This week certainly has gone by fast here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, but it's not over yet. Here with one more power prayer for us is Patty Schneier. This last one comes from the Surrender Novena, and many people love the Surrender Novena. That one line, Lord Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Many of us know that. I say it all day long. It's one of those power prayers. Take care of everything. I say that when I'm taking a walk, in my car, whatever. But I also then add another phrase, and I say this very often as well. Lord Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Detach me from all things except that of doing your will. And that's a real challenge for me because I need all the things that I'm asking the Lord to take care of, which I'll do, 10 things. Lord Jesus Christ, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything regarding work. Lord Jesus Christ, I surrender myself to you. Take everything regarding whatever it is I got on today, okay? I can go through 10 things very easily that I want Jesus to take care of. But then those same 10 things, then I need to say, and detach me from all things except that of doing your will. Meaning if it doesn't work out the way I wanted it to, detach me from whatever result I want. Detach me from it, except if it's your will. The only thing I really want, Jesus, is your will. So Lord Jesus, I surrender myself to you today. I surrender my day. Detach me from all things except that of doing your will. It's a power prayer. Maybe you want to say that prayer for you today. Patty, each and every one of these prayers this week has been a great encouragement for us. Thank you for sharing them with us.
As we wrap up today, we want to remind our listeners in the St. Louis metro area, if you would like to really put a capstone on your celebrations of our patronal feast day, our Feast of St. Louis the Ninth, well, we've got something great to share with you. Anna Kalinowski was on the show the other day, and she shared with us that the Festival of St. Louis at the Oratory of Gregory and Saints Gregory and Augustine will be going on all day today uh, with many liturgies and prayers culminating in a 4.30 holy hour followed by a 5.30 p.m. procession from the Oratory of Saints Gregory and Augustine to the Apotheosis of St. Louis statue in Forest Park, where the rosary will be prayed at 6.30 p.m. So whether you can make the procession or not, uh, we we would love to see a ton of people at the Apotheosis for that 6.30 rosary. Maybe you can't make the procession, but you can get to Art Hill. You can be there to greet the procession as it arrives and join in praying the rosary. And don't forget, they're going to have plenty of bottled water. And I've heard some Ted Drew's frozen custard for after the prayers have concluded and the fellowship goes on. So for more information on the liturgies today at the Oratory as part of the Festival of St. Louis, visit festivalofstlouis.com. That's festival of S-A-I-N. N-T-L-O-U-I-S dot com. That's our show today. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. St. Louis, King of France, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you so much for listening to Roadmap to Heaven today. Don't forget to check out the Roadmap to Heaven podcast and catch up on some of your favorite interviews. And be sure to check out Covenant Network's YouTube channel when you get a chance. Just search for Covenant Network Catholic Radio. You can find us on social media at Our Catholic Radio. We've got some goodies out there for you as well. Until next time, I leave you with these words of the Blessed Mother, who, just like St. Louis, wants you to get to heaven. Pray your rosary today.